Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. Today, we are reading Elantris chapters 42 through 48, wherein Horathan, things are looking up for him. At least we start out with things looking up for him. Serene and Spirit get to know each other a little better. Horathan converts a country just uh, on the fly. And uh, Serene gets back out of Elantris. She didn't spend uh, terribly long in there, it seems like. Uh, at least in terms of chapters. And then uh, we end with things not going Hraithan's way as much as uh, he might have hoped. So I am Data, and with me is... Zach. Jamie. And it's Joe. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sanderlanch is about to begin. So, yeah, okay, actually, before we get into it, I want to start out by letting everyone know Thanksgiving has sort of creeped up on us, the the Americans among us at least, almost unexpectedly. And so we are going to have to take a couple of weeks off after this episode because we've got holiday type plans. And this came right on the back of our taking like three weeks off already. So we didn't have time to build up our catalog again before we had to take another break. So this is going to be the last episode for a couple weeks. Sorry, guys. Just uh, letting you know up front. Yeah. Now's the time to get all your friends into it. They've got a few weeks to catch up. (laughs) So if your friends like aren't into the podcast, you'd be like, hey, man, they're taking a a week, a few weeks off. If you want to catch up, you know, there's only uh, like almost 90 episodes or whatever. So. Shouldn't take shouldn't take them too long. And my fingers are crossed that we're not going to end up doing more skipping around Christmas. Uh, we I'm going to try to plan for it ahead of time, but we'll see what happens as uh, as we approach the second holiday that's coming up. Sure, I'm just, just going to say we're not going to post any episodes at all. Sorry, <laughs> it's just not going to happen ever again. Uh, yeah, we're never actually going to finish all of this. We're almost at the end, but we're not going to finish it. Yeah, we're like 76 percent of the way through. More than that, I think we started 76 percent of the way through. Uh, in this chapter, so yeah, all right. Oh no, seventy-three percent of the way through. Because my my stupid, sorry, this is unrelated to the podcast. My computer, it's connected via wire, but it keeps picking up the Wi-Fi and not using the wire. Oops. Well, turn mm. off your your Wi-Fi receiver. I guess that seems like a whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what did you guys think of these? Oh shit! How many chapters Seven. do we read? Seven. seven. How, what did you guys think of these seven chapters this time? Um, yeah, they're pretty good. I, I don't know. I feel like, and maybe it's just this book as a whole. It's like it's not quite as action packed as I sort of expected. At least not if it's we've read through. Uh, yeah. which is fine. Like it's not like no issue. But like I keep expecting like something a bit more murderous, I guess, to happen <laughs> at some point. Something more Mistborny. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it could be just because I'm like I've still got the. Spectre of Mistborn hanging over me a bit, and I'm, and I'm trying to compare this book to it, which is not fair on this book. So, like, I'm not trying to have a go at the book. It was like, wow, it's like this is just a bit more, not not subdued, but a, just a bit more subtle, I guess, going through. Uh, it was cool to, cool to see Hraithan and Dilaf are still just like, all right, we're still differing, but uh, Hraithan's got the upper hand. I thought Serene learning about, uh, not learning about, teaching, telling uh, Raiden about his father's dying was like, oh, that was a heavy one and she has absolutely no clue like what she's just told him that this is where i'm starting to get uh on 
I think we've all said at various points, it's like, why doesn't Raiden just tell Serene who he is? And like, at this is the point where I've just gone, okay, yeah, no, you really need to tell her, dude. Like, and Galadon's the same. He's sitting, he's sitting there just going, like, would you just rip the Band-Aid off and get on with it? So, yeah, I've, I've, I've held out as long as I can, but now I'm just like, okay, no, Raiden, you need to get on with it now. Yeah, I thought that t- the takeover of Teod was a bit sudden, but I totally followed the logic there, so that was cool. And I'm kind of stunned by Telri actually having a bit of sp- spine balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, audacity i guess to just talk down to Raythan. so like all right cool so i guess maybe telry is going to be our final antagonist for the oh no probably not he's like we, I, I think i said last time like someone from dakor is going to come over so maybe that's who Wern will send in response to telry summons yeah i don't know i'm sort of scattered a bit this week on these chapters maybe because we got so various perspectives like seven chapters is a lot especially when they were so short so right. but yeah on the whole pretty good you're talking about how it's less violent. I started thinking, like, yeah, I guess if Mistborn, if you're making a movie out of Mistborn, that's like a PG-13 at least, if not like an R for depending on how violent you get with the violence and stuff. And I was like, this movie might just be like a PG or something. And then I was thinking, well, there is the scene where the naked guy like yeah. cuts open the woman and then they they burn that one guy alive. So maybe not. <laughs> well, the burning the dude alive, you could probably just have sort of, you know, happen a bit off screen. You could probably get away with that. The naked assault with a knife over a bloody altar. It's like, yeah, you're not getting around that one. Yeah, that's a little bit, uh, that, that's a little much. King Iodon comes with his own sensor box. <laughs> <laughs> Just Iodon is always a sensor bar. He's king sensor bar in the whole movie. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, enjoyed these chapters. I, I I sort of disagree a bit with Dak on the raid and not telling Serene who he is yet. I think, like, I d- it needs to happen, but I kind of appreciated the explanation of he doesn't want her to have any obligation towards him, even though, like, they were both, as far as they were concerned at that time, were both Elantrians, particularly now that he knows she's not an Elantrian. I kind of, I liked that. It's like she could make her own way. She doesn't have to feel attached to him. So I, I kind of respected that. I think he does need to tell her at some point, but I get why he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, so I, I, I thought that was okay. I'm glad that it was at least addressed as well, especially with Galadon being like, dude, just tell her. That that kind of put my mind at ease on that one a bit. I liked, I really liked the ending with, with um, Telrig saying he's contacted Wern directly. I was like, oh man, Raiden's going to be pissed. Also, Raiden seems scared. So yeah, that's, I didn't I didn't actually see that coming. Um, Telrig's definitely got more going for him than we had realised, and maybe he's a bit smarter than what we realised, but I think he's going to be a particularly dangerous character moving forward. I didn't see um, Evan Teo bowing to Craven so easily, but I understand why he did it. But I, I'm definitely enjoying yeah the, the shorter chapters, more fast-paced now. We're definitely coming into that, that Sandalanch territory with things, some plot kind of wrapping up a little bit, getting some answers, things starting to snowball a bit. So I'm really excited to keep to keep going. But I really enjoyed this this week's set of chapters as well. It was good to get like seven chapters, even though they're short, I feel like we've consumed a lot of content this week. Um mm-hmm, yeah. it was a bit of fun. I did find myself when when Serene is sitting over the books and she found the politics section, I was like, damn, we've got to get Serene and Elland in a room. 
<laughs> just have get these two to meet and you know discuss some things over some thick books. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've seen that uh, that that side of her necessarily before, where she's like, "Ooh, books." <laughs> she's just too busy. Like the the politics that she was so interested in. I was like, oh, "Okay, all right, maybe it's a trend." You, you do you. It's it's cool. Whatever you're into. <laughs> I mean, there's I, the lantern magic here, which is probably way more interesting, but you just got the shit because you can't do it. Turns out you can't do it because you're not a lantern. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but props for trying. <laughs> not a possibility that occurs to anyone, which maybe is fair because no one's ever been a fake a lantern before that they know of, at least. So it's yeah. kind of funny that everyone's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're just not doing them right. Uh but I, I like what you I like what you said about uh, him not telling her because I in the last episode especially I am I was one of the biggest per- proponents of just tell her dude like seriously just tell her what are you mm-hmm. doing but I agree that like the reason that he gives here is it's kind of like okay no I I, I kind of see where you're coming from now and he's there's even uh there's a bit in the annotations where Brandon's like so why is Rowden keeping his identity a secret I think his explanation here is earnest and he wants to get to know her without the truth of his identity throwing a crimp into their relationship he of course intends to tell her eventually and at the risk of giving a spoiler you needn't worry that this is going to turn into an I'm mad at you for lying to me plot because those annoy me too chick flicks are famous for them oh you're really a rich prince well I hate you for pretending to be a pauper to win my love so (laughs) that's his opinion on what's going on here that's fair. The reverse Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these chapters are all right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's like the Wraith and stuff or what, but the, it's just, it's not making a whole lot of sense to me, some of the decisions and motivations that are happening. I did appreciate what Jamie said about not telling, why Raiden's, you know, not telling her that who he is. But in the end, it's like, ugh, come on, bro. You can sense that there's something going on between you even now, I would think. And surely you, you could work together better if uh, if she knew who you were. But either way, she's obviously hooked on the spirit of it all. So she's <laughs> I mean, because she just keeps talking about how she's dying to get back in there. So she obviously is is already ready to uh, help him even without knowing that he's Raiden. So I yeah, the Raven stuff, I just thought, I don't know, I wish it was just a little better planned out. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, he's really shocked by this tell return. And I just feel like uh, I wish maybe the character was had thought out a little bit more each aspect. Because until recently, it felt like he had. And then as soon as he goes into Elantris, I almost feel like he's just flying by the seat of his pants. And that's that may be by design, because he's he's even saying, like, I've got the logic stuff down. I need to be more passionate about what I'm doing. Um, so I get that to an extent. But at the same time, it, I feel like it's leaving a little bit to be desired on his part on um, on really making his, his plan succeed. So and then I'm completely annoyed with Eventeo for his his decision because it's like it's it's Ellen in the second book all over again well you know I promised that I would do this <laughs> so even though it's not good for my country I'm gonna do it and he's making like you know he's making the rationaliz- rationalization that's like well I would be the only kingdom standing against them so I guess it probably is good for the country that I'm doing this but at the same time it's like just because you made the promise it's like the Gjorn cheated and lied to you that means you don't have to keep your promise like that's it's not noble it's just moronic 
And it just reminds me of like the Ellen stuff in the second book. It's just like, okay, come on, dude. Really? This is, you're just going to be like, well, you know, I made a promise. So I guess not he doesn't super... know the, that Wraith had cheated him though. Oh yeah. He, he totally does. Cause his, his daughter talked to him and said like, yeah, no, the Gjorn lied. He didn't heal me. There's no way he healed. So he totally knows that. And because she's trying to convince him not to, not to convert because the Gjorn didn't actually do anything. So I feel like he totally knows, but yeah. he's still, he's still going with it. So yeah, I just don't, I'm not super thrilled with that. And, and uh, so I'm more interested to know going forward, what's going to happen, what's going to happen with Raven and Serini. Cause all the Raven stuff and the Teod stuff, I'm just like, eh. I don't even care what happens to Tellery at this point. If he, even if he, even if he won and, and the book was over, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Burn? Tell, I don't, I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, 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 I agree to some extent about uh, Evan Teo, but honestly, at this point in the book, I feel like he's looking for an excuse to, um, because he knows that they're not going to win a fight against the Fjordan Empire or whatever. Probably even with Aralon on their side, they wouldn't win this fight. And so I feel like since the beginning of the book, almost he's been looking for an excuse that can let him give in and not like lose face. And I feel like this is his moment where he's like, okay, here we go. Here's my excuse to basically surrender. I mean, if that's the case, I feel like, because, because it almost, he almost makes it sound like, well, because I am noble and and true to my word, I'm going to, I'm going to go along with this. But really then if that's the case, then it's what he's doing is actually underhanded. It's like, well, I'm a coward and a weakling and I can't survive. I can't beat them. So just forget it. Uh, maybe, okay, maybe, he's really, maybe he's really hoping that if they convert, his wife will stop ma- forcing him to eat haragish weed soup. Like, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Fjordal don't, don't eat that. <laughs> it's against my new religion. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I only drink the blood of my enemies. That's it. On the occasional Kijin. strawberry yuhu. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there it is. Pina colada. Uh, okay, let's get into these seven. Geez, seven chapters. Of course, this first one, like, there's not a lot that happens in this first one. Diloph is mad at her. Like, it starts out with Horathen being like, yep, I'm awesome. I'm back and everyone loves me and Diloph sucks. And the, it's basically the chapter is like a conversation where Diloph is like, but we're still going to kill the Elantrians, right? And Horathen's like, we got more important things to worry about than Elantris right now. It, Elantris has served its purpose. And Diloph's like, no, but I hate Elantris so much. We have to kill them. And he's like, yeah, hey, we'll get to it eventually. Just shut up. And that's like the entire chapter. Yeah, I think this is something, an issue I'm sort of having with these books. Hraith's chapters, like, often they'll seem like, to adhere to this triad system, it's like he throws in a Hraithan chapter when there's really not a lot going on, and it feels this feels like yep. it could easily be part of another chapter elsewhere, like Agreed. like one of his later chapters. And it's like, it just seems, oh yeah, like, so this chapter, Hraithan is introspective, again. Or in this chapter, Hraithan has a conversation with Dilaf, and that's it. I'm just like, uh, yeah, look, I feel like, it's it's not filler because this all, this all needs to be here, but I feel like it's just you're trying to stick to the three chapter system, and like a lot of Raytheon's chapters just don't have as much substance to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, and yeah, like it feels like a lot of the time Raytheon is just basically waiting for other stuff to happen so that he can be important in the chapter system again. So yeah, I don't know. Just th- this chapter really stuck out to me. It's like really this couldn't have been part of another chapter somewhere else. <laughs> It's almost, uh, don't forget these guys are here doing their thing while this is all happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Like, cause yeah, I mean, the action right now is in Elantris. That's where the interesting story is going on. So you're absolutely right. It's like, oh, by the way, these guys are still here doing their thing. It's smooth it like sailing a, for the moment for Hraithan. It was like in 24, where it's just like, don't forget the daughter's here. She's trapped by mountain lions or something, but she's still here. <laughs> I never watched 24, so I'll, I'll take the I word for it. I think this, I think that was the thing. <laughs> the mountain lions or just... Uh... No, no, it's, no there, was yeah. like, there, was, there was like a whole subplot in, like, I think it was the first season. I, I don't know, I only watched bits and pieces when I was younger. I, um, I feel like every episode of 24 was like, we have your daughter. It was like... <laughs> taken but on tv like all the time <laughs> yeah because wasn't the premise of it like there was 24 episodes and each episode was an hour yeah and it's all yeah. real time yep. yeah mm-hmm. so like imagine that you have to drive two hours to get somewhere <laughs> yep. you're in a car <laughs> for, for two a couple of weeks yeah <laughs> yeah i assume the action had to go a little faster than that for you know ratings and such hmm. no I one think- ever had to drive anywhere on the show <laughs> I've taken them, but I'm within a 15-minute radius. <laughs> just catch the subway. It's actually just two stops. It's fine. Uh, okay. The uh, the second chapter is a little little more stuff going on. Galadon has finally managed to drag Rayodin away from his new uh, his new buddy, Serene, to get him up to, if you'll recall, in their last chapter, they found a way up to the top of the wall. And now, I guess it's a couple days later, and Ra- uh, Galadon is trying to been get has been trying to get Rowden to go up to the top of the wall with him. He's like, dude, this was your idea. We found the way. Come on. And they managed to kind of uh, to break their way out because it's boarded up at the top with, they point out, the very axe that Tawn had almost used to topple the building. And there's a note in the annotations where Brandon's like, so in the original draft, I had them chopping through this with sail and sword. But then I remembered that I'd established there was an axe in Elantris. So <laughs> I use that here. And it's like, all right, cool little note. It's like, but is anyone really going to be like, oh, where'd they find an axe? And it's like, they, we've established there are things lying around in Elantris, so it's okay. Yeah, like, it's like uh, it's it's like Left for Dead, where you're just finding these random things laying around. Yeah. Like, hey, this is useful. All right. Well, I think at one point they did, like, mention how you, you couldn't find many, like, weapons around. Mm-hmm. You had to either, like, make your own or get extremely lucky. So... I mean, it, it. I did actually appreciate that because they're like, because I'm not like, hey, where did they get that axe? Did they make it? It's actually saying like, oh no, this is the one we, you know, from earlier. No, I, no, I, I like, I like the note. I think that's really cool. But it's like, it has been established that some of the people in Elantris do have tools and weapons and stuff like that. So it's, it could have gotten away with it without having the note. Like, I don't dislike the note, but maybe it's just the wording. It's like the very axe that Tarn <laughs> really used to break down the building. It's like you just said from Tarn's old axe, but hey. I feel like he, I feel like he he wrote it that way because it, it was like I said he's like oh wait there's an axe okay I'm gonna put that in here and so he was like very proud of himself for remembering the so very excited. axe remember remember guys hey do you remember that time that he had an axe yeah it's the same axe <laughs> it's actually it's got like his initials a, on it and everything yeah it's actually like a super secret relic it's like indestructible it's like the elder wand of axes. So I mentioned at one point in the past that there was this antagonist that got cut entirely from the book. And since you guys have the 10th anniversary editions, you can read the deleted scenes at the end, which in, which include this guy. But there's a guy that he calls the Mad Prince, who was like Rayodin's crazy brother. And in yeah. the book, in that in that original version of the book, this is the section where he kind of starts to come into play. When they go up to the top of the wall, they see an army outside the city and they're like, who's that? Like, where's, where's this army come from? 
is are like the Fjordans attacking or what's going on? And that's what leads them to go back to Serene and be like, you have to tell us what's going on on the outside. There's a freaking army outside in in the actual book. Uh, this this version, they get up there and they're like, where? And, and they notice the Elantrian guard is over at Telri's house, basically. And they're like, oh, geez, what's going on? They went from there is an army to there is no army. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an opposite problem. <laughs> but while they're uh, up there, Galadon is ragging on Rowden for all the time he's spending with Serene. And he's like, well, she is my wife. And Galadon's like, well, yeah, do you ever intend to inform her of that fact? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a real, like, get your phone out, your phone app out, like the whip crack noise. He's just like, <laughs> eh, you spend all your time with that girl. But I, I, I love it every time now. It makes me think of Joe's, like, uh, sarcastic remarks. But apparently, uh, Duladel is known for their romances and melodra- melodrama and forbidden love. <laughs> the end, it turns out Galadon's been writing a play about everything that happens. And he includes right? this yeah. little... Become a famous playwright. The, back the book in is Duladel. actually written by Oh, Galadon yeah. That explains <laughs> everything. So, yes, they notice that the Elantris Guard is missing and they're camped out around Duke Tellery's mansion. And Galen's like, maybe he's under arrest. It's like, okay, something is wrong here. And so they have to go back and see Serene, who has not been wanting to talk about the outside world, apparently. And Rowden's been trying not to force her. But this is kind of a big deal. So uh, let's see. So they get down there. She's reading her book. It, it, I mean, there's several notes in here. It's like her skin isn't like turning as like white or whatever as Elantrian skin normally does after a few days. She also says her injuries don't keep hurting. She can't draw any aeons no matter how hard she tries and how perfectly she does it. And it's just like, huh, well, I guess that's weird. Whatever. But she is reading Sayor's Encyclopedia of Political Myths. And she's found this famous poem in its original version that totally debunks modern fjordal rhetoric and manipulation. (laughs) I love this is a very like Hermione Granger moment. It's like, you know, I, I took it out for a bit of light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, he says in the annotations, he's like, so originally there were about two pages of poetry from Wern the King included in here. I think every prose writer goes through a stage where he thinks for some reason that, uh, that he has a talent for poetry. It's doubly bad in fantasy where we've all read Tolkien and feel like adding poems and songs to our stories is a great idea. The thing is, most of us aren't very good at it, and Wern the King was a narrative, alliterative poem patterned after Beowulf, and it was terrible. So he goes on to say, actually, I wrote the poem as a college assignment. I wiggled wiggled out of doing something resource-oriented by somehow convincing my teacher I deserve to do a creative project instead. When I finished, I felt a little bit obliged to stick it in my current book, as I told my teacher I would. Sorry, Dr. Thursby, it didn't make the cut. (laughs) So, yeah, be glad that we don't have to read Fjordal Beowulf like two pages worth in here. That's apparently really bad. But apparently uh, the 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 Fjordal Empire, the Shudarethi leads have uh, tried to rewrite history to make it so Jada. Yeah, we were always Dorethi, even before that was even a thing that existed. And I guess uh, the name Jadeth was originally a relatively unimportant god who cared for rocks underneath the earth, which I guess fits with what they've said about Jadeth. He's under the earth and stuff, so. He's just a dude with the world's biggest pet rock collection. <laughs> but so Ron's like, OK, I don't really care about that right now. Um, There's kind of a big deal going on. What's up with uh, the city guard guarding Tellery? 
And so finally she agrees to talk about what's going on outside. And she's like, okay, so it all started when I dethroned King Iodon. And of course that's why he killed himself. And (laughs) oh, wow. (laughs) Right. I was just like, the fuck? (laughs) That's how you drop it on his kid. I mean, she doesn't know this is his son, but geez. Yeah. Uh, But one other interesting note about the Mad Prince story is that apparently in the original version, as when they explain to Serene that there's this army out there, she becomes convinced that it's Prince Rowden leading the army and that instead of like being imprisoned by the king, he ran off off to get an army together to overthrow his father. And so they end up in this weird kind of thing where she feels like this responsibility towards, you know, she's supposed to marry Rowden and she has this picture in her head of like the Rowden that she's dreamed, you know, her husband is going to be. And at the same time, she likes spirit. And when she has to leave Elantris here in a bit, there's like a moment where she's having to make a choice between the Rowden in her imagination, who she thinks is waiting out there, and Spirit, who she has come to like. And when she's like, I don't want to leave, I'm going to stay here. That's like this moment where she chooses Spirit over this imaginary perfect Rowden in her brain. And it was like much more dramatic in that way. Dramatic, yes. Does it make any sense? No. But yeah, he says that's one of the things he misses most about having to cut the uh, the Mad Prince stuff. Although if you actually, I'm, I'm not going to go into all the details, but if you do read the deleted scenes at some point, this guy's pretty funny. Does he have a yeah. name? Uh, his name is Eton, I think. E-T-O-N. That's even more like Zane vibes, right? Because like, he basically <laughs> is like, oh, I have to pick between Zane and Ellen. What am I going to do? Uh, I guess, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's like a whole scene where he like, uh, well, no. I said I wanted to get into it. Let's not get into it. But anyway, so Serene is going through and explaining to uh, Spirit everything that's basically happened uh, since she arrived. And uh, it takes her a minute to realize that Spirit is taking this news of the king kind of harshly. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was kind of blunt, huh? He's like, Idon's dead? And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, he got tied up in the Jeskery mysteries and it was a whole thing. And she's like, geez, I always thought of him as a fool, but. How far did his involvement go? And she's like, yeah, he was sacrificing his cooks and maids. And he says, I'm sorry. And she says, it's all right, which it's really not. I thought that's a weird response. And so spirit is around and here is gradually finding out about uh, it's like, oh, yeah, Tellery is now richer than royal. And he's a directly sympathizer, which has made him popular. And spirit's like, holy crap, how much? It's, it hasn't even been two months. How much has changed in this country? But he yeah, claims is... to have been here for a year. Sorry. Guys. Yeah. This is the point where I thought she might start putting the threads together that he's not who he says he is. Because he says, oh, I've been in here for a year. But it's like you, you're getting really caught up on very much more recent events that you wouldn't actually know about unless you had unless there's unless there are rumors coming in from the outside, which I guess there could be from new people get thrown in. But, mm. yeah, it's he's very suspicious of details of events that by rights he wouldn't have known about if he'd been tossed into Elantris before them. So. I thought she might start to just twig a bit. It's like, eh, you haven't been here as long as you say, and then might start to put things together. I, I think that she might have for sure, except like Brandon makes it a point to say that tracked with what she had heard other people say about spirits. So like other people had already kind of confirmed to like, basically by asking him, she was confirming what other people were already saying about him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, being caught up on most recent events, I guess the most dramatic stuff has happened recently. And we're still talking about Serena only really being in the city for what, six weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, everything is pretty recent that Sheik knows about anyway. Yeah, that's true. I was, 
I was I guess I was just thinking mainly of little things like he knows which of the nobles are richer than the others. And like that's not like that's that's not exactly common news. Like that's probably something a little yeah. bit more less people less people would actually know that. Well, I don't yeah, know 100%. because who who is richer determines how high you are in the like in the the nobility, right? So that may actually be something everybody knows. I guess. And I mean, in terms of how long New Elantris has been around, so she's heard that Spirit's been in there for a year, but people are starting to talk to each other now. So who's to say someone didn't get thrown in six weeks ago and update him already? Yeah, fair. Mm. Yeah, he's probably chatted with Marishi. Marishi came in actually only the day, the day after him. So, but uh, he, Marishi doesn't know that, right? So, I mean, he's just he's just the uh, the jeweler, <laughs> the the everythinger. He's the guy who makes everything. <laughs> Well, he's net, net, yes, he, now he's the MacGyver, but before yeah. he was the ju- the jeweler. Yeah, the jeweler turned artisan MacGyver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's impressed by Spirit's knowledge of the nobility. She's like, he knows these guys better than I do in in some respects. So, th- th- like, that's impressive. That's where I feel like she should be getting suspicious. Like, how does he know Royals so well if he was, like, a minor... And, like, his excuse is, oh, well, in Aralon, you have to know about all the noblemen, right? Uh, but that's a little suspicious. Then he made a comment about something like, oh, you know, I bet the old guy was, you know, pretty happy to make that proposal or something. Yeah. And it's like, that's a very, I know this person sort of comment, not just I yeah. know their place. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that's a bit, that's a little bit um comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, maybe it's something like if you're far enough away from him, it's it's like the, a comment you might make about the the president or prime minister, someone you've heard of and uh, is famous mm. and that you don't actually know. You're like, oh, yeah, I bet that old like geezer loved that. Yeah. But it's actually worse even than you were saying, because he says that he's like that familiar, like, oh, I bet he loved that. And Serene's like, excuse me, I found him to be a perfect gentleman. And Spears like, I thought you had better ju- a better judge of character than that. Like, that's him saying, oh, I know him way better than you do, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. And then straight after that, it's like, well, he didn't suggest it. Shuden did. And he goes, oh, yeah, that sounds like something Shuden would say. It's like, so he clearly knows both of them. Yep. Yeah. And Tarina, because then she's like, oh, yeah, him and Ahan's daughter are growing real close. And he's like, Shuden and Tarina? Really? Wow. Yeah. Wait a second. You were going to marry Royal? I thought you were already married. It took him a minute to circle back to that. Yeah. And then how hurt he was when she's like, but he's dead. Yeah. She's Why like, should I, I, I? It was a political marriage anyway. Yeah. She's like, I didn't meet him. I don't owe him anything. And he's very hurt by this, which, once again, this should make you kind of suspicious. But I just see Galadon pissing himself in the corner. <laughs> like, Galadon, he does try to appeal to Galadon at one point. And Galadon's just like, I'm staying the fuck out of this, guys. Well, yeah, that's the right call, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she catches him out on, on the thing, because he's like, but your wedding contract says you can't marry again. And she's like, wait a second. Yeah, how'd you know that? And he's like, you explained it a minute ago. And she says, I did not. He's like, yeah, sure you did, right, Galadon? And Galadon's like, don't look at me, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, and she's like, look, I'm a political creature. I did what was best for Teod, and that was the same reason I was going to marry Royal. And then I was in the throne room at my wedding, and I turned into an Elantrian. And they're like, really? In the middle of your wedding? Jeez, that's messed up. And then. Uh, she reveals because spirit's like man if only we could communicate with the outside and she's like oh well I, I might have a way to do that and she calls Aish out who's apparently hiding over in the corner of the library like he's just like over in the dark yeah and it's at this point that i'm like okay 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 
you, you see this, right? You see that she has an Aeon uh-huh. that's hanging out with her. And then, like, I, I feel like Brandon's clumsily being like, well, you know, he doesn't know that it's her Aeon. But I'm like, come on. Why would this random Aeon just walk around doing this girl's bidding? That makes yeah. no sense. So I was just like, this is ridiculous. How, how are they not understanding that this is wrong? Yeah, I keep thinking that, like, you should be recognizing that something messed up is going on here. But then at, then I have to tell myself, it's like, but this has never happened before. Not once in the entire 10 years has someone become an Elantrian but not really been an Elantrian, except for Kraithan, of course, but they don't know that. So it's just like, it, you know, it, it's like if, if your dog turned into a human and you're like, how are you not suspicious that this, this, this human's really a dog when he's like, hey, do you have any dog food? Shouldn't it be obvious at that point? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, because dogs don't turn into humans. It's not a thing that can happen. So I would, I don't know. I would, I don't think I'd be suspicious if a guy was like, I might think it was weird if a guy I just met was like, hey, do you have any dog food? But I wouldn't think, wait, is this guy secretly a dog? <laughs> Maybe he has a secret dog. See, I, I, I think, uh, I think that's where you and I differ. I feel like, <laughs> This dude's asking for dog food. Is he a dog? What? What's happening? This sounds like a Jedi poet thing. Yeah. And if you can believe it, he got down on all fours and barked. It was crazy. (laughs) And then I stopped smoking weed and I realized that's not what was happening. Now that's what a Jedi poet would say. Well, never mind. He would never stop smoking. No, I was about to say, that's ridiculous. He would not stop. Yeah, he would never stop. (laughs) And he would just go, (laughs) that weird laugh he has. Yeah, it is a good laugh. Yeah, they they they. I also I love that Serene says you're not angry at me for hiding him, and Ron's like, look, I I can tell you're just the kind of person who needs to have secrets, even just for the sake of having secrets. So I I expected this basically. Maybe not this, but you know, these two go together really well. Clearly, Uh, so they send Aish out. It's like come back and tell us when Tellery becomes king, and then they sit around waiting for that to happen. I guess. Meanwhile, Galadon goes over and sits down and falls asleep in a chair, which is another thing that doulas are known for. They can, they're can they so relaxed, they can just fall asleep in any position at any time. What aren't the doulas known for at this point? Right? Yeah. yeah. The doulas are known for wrestling porcupine fish or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> try, try to prove that they aren't. <laughs> I think they're not known for one thing that our friend Galadon does, which is, like, be pessimistic. They're yeah, not known to be pessimism. that. Pessimism. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that dude surely is a pessimist. And uh, so, yeah, they uh, they sit around till H comes back and he says, yep, Tellery is king. And that's the end of the chapter. We cut back to Horathan, who has found the hole that they made to get up to the top of the wall because he's on top of the wall. I, I guess that should have been uh, obvious. But and he sees like the slime tracks have led up out of the stairwell. And he, he's like, oh, the rats are gnawing at their cage. He's very I don't know. It's kind of kind of mean. Kind of a villain, so. Well, yeah, I just <laughs> mean, like, he usually doesn't, like, look down on Elantrians that much. He's just like, the rodents are seeking to escape their nest. <laughs> yeah, he's really gone, like, uh, full-blown Darth Sidious here. He's like, ah, these rodents in their nests. But this is the closest we get to, like, seeing what happens when Tellery becomes king. And apparently he's just having big parties and lavishing in the attention of everyone on their new ruler. And he's like, yeah, I know that uh, I'm going to go see him tomorrow and he's going to want more money, but you know, whatever. We don't care about money. And I like, he's like, look, 
this guy won't ever be a true believer, but if we convert the country, his people will be believers. His children will grow up being true believers. It just takes, you know, this, it takes this sacrifice of having this false believer yeah. take the lead. Excelsior. <laughs> yeah, true believers. It's worth it in the long run is Rathen's take here. Sure. But he's also up here trying to catch a glimpse, a glimpse of Serene because he's actually kind of worried about her. And maybe you think it's because he cares, but uh, we he find out. Alive. Yeah, we find out in a minute. It's because he needs her alive. Uh, Which he got super lucky that Aventio decided to explore this conversation with him. I mean, yeah, maybe he was counting on it, but I think it was still a gamble. Yeah, I mean, because they don't even know he has a seon. Like, Aventio has to send a seon to find him. So it, it really is kind of a long shot, it seems like. And it's not, it's not even, like, just a long shot on the basis that Aventio might contact him. Aventio also has to contact him within the time limit yep. that the potion allows, so... <laughs> also, it... does he just have a shit ton of seans just, like, hanging out? Because he's obviously using his own seon to communicate with that seon. Mm-hmm. So, like, how many seans does this guy have? Maybe this one, like, is the one that works for his spy or something. Maybe. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Uh... But yeah, the uh, the seon comes up and he's like, I've come on behalf of my master, King Evanteo of Teod. He wishes to speak with you. And Harithan smiles. He's like, yep, I've been wondering how long this was going to take. All right. And Evanteo is like, I want my daughter. What uh, what what do you want in exchange? And Harithan has to play coy. He's like, well, I mean, I don't have any power, but Lord Jadeth, he can heal anything. And, and the king's like, yeah, yeah. OK, what does Jadeth want to heal my daughter? Well, you know, the the faithless receive no miracles, your majesty. Raithen's thinking, obviously, this guy knew what I would want. He must love his daughter very much. And the king agrees, if my daughter returns safely, I will convert. I knew it was coming anyway. I will see if I can encourage Lord Jadeth to return your princess, your majesty. This guy. Yo, God, get off your ass and fix, fix this lady. <laughs> uh Flanders to God, Flanders to God, get off your cloud and save my Todd. <laughs> Oakley, <dokley. laughs> Uh So, yep, he's like, Raythan's just like practically jumping for joy after this call. Like, yes, buy one, get one free nation conversion. <laughs> Basically. Awesome. Yeah, I just can't get over the fact that it's like, yeah, he like, God forbid Eventio was like stuck in bed with a migraine for a few days or something. And then by the time <laughs> it passed, like, like Serene had already gotten out. Like. There's a lot of luck in this. Uh, yeah, he 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 makes it sound like it's part of it's all part of his grand plan, but it really there was definitely a, a lot of uh, coincidence or luck or whatever you want to call it in here. It's like it gets to day four and Harith uh, is like, uh shit, okay." Opens up the box with this say on it. It's like, "Hey, I need you to call Aventio for me." <laughs> hey, Aventio, hey, I got a limited time off for you. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. You know, who knows? Although I almost almost feel like this, like he's been working on Errol on this whole time. It's like Teod is just like, I feel like a, a lucky coincidence that he can line that up at the same time. Yeah. So if he hadn't gotten it, maybe he wouldn't feel like that bad because it's still he thinks he's getting yeah, Errol on like, and that's what he came yeah. for. Yeah, Teod wasn't his job. It's just a bonus. So, yeah, uh, we cut back to Rayodin, who is trying to hand like wrap his brain around the fact that his dad is dead. He's like, I know Erlon's going to be better off without King Idon, but that was my dad, man. Poor guy. Mm. His dad, like, just, like, it's and it's like he just missed it, too. He doesn't get to say goodbye or anything. It was just a couple weeks ago, and he's only been here, like, six weeks or whatever, so. 
So he's hurting and he's using Serene and the Aeons as ways to distract himself from the pain of loss. Newell Antris practically runs himself, run himself. Newell Antris <laughs> practically runs itself. So he can hang out in the library, talking to Serene, drawing Aeons. Serene is upset because all the books seem to be about the old empire, not the new empire, which, oh man. The old empire was presumably old, just all about rock gardening. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Galadon comes in and runs like, yes, yeah, is, is he still up there? Colo, the dueler replied, still screaming at his god. You mean praying? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You'd think a god would be able to hear him no matter how softly he spoke. I know, right? <laughs> so he's, he's just turned into that dude from Skyrim uh, who hangs out in Whiterun, like banging on about Talos to anyone who walks past. Sure. I never played Skyrim, so. Did you not know that you did? I played like an hour of Skyrim. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't uh, he, he couldn't get into it. But uh, same, same thing happened with Mass Effect. I played like Mass Effect up until you get to the Citadel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it, there was just too much in the Citadel. I was like, there's like a billion things of people to talk to. And I don't want to miss anything, but I don't want to spend an eternity here. So yeah, I couldn't couldn't do it. It, it can be overwhelming at times. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, OK, I get it. There's a lot of people to talk to. Yeah, um, and, and really, I actually found that I enjoyed both of those games more after I played through like the main story the first time. And then I went back and knew like, okay, I know which people specifically I need to talk to, to make mm. events move forward. Yeah. That's what I found more enjoyment in the game. Cause it's like, it's more about experiencing it at that point than like hunting down every single thing. Cause like at that point it's like, okay, well I already know what I'm doing. And so then when there was like the occasional surprise, it was more fun because it was like, okay, this one surprised me. I didn't remember this or, Oh, I didn't know that you could do this. So it became more palatable after the first playthrough. Yeah. fair. I didn't know that you could drive around with sewage trucks, spraying houses down with sewage. This is awesome. (laughs) That's a, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. That's that's a different uh, game. An awesome game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you could, uh, you know, make your le- your knees buckle in front of an amb- in front of a car and get shot like a million feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Do that all the time. Uh, but no, Harithan is praying to heal Elantris or the Elantrians. They think They're like we can't really hear him all that well. She's like healing Elantris. That's a switch. And you got to remember, she's been like trying to go toe to toe with Harithan this whole time, and now she's away for a few days, and it's like, wait, he's doing what? Like. I gotta figure out how to counter him again, even though I'm in here, so it doesn't really matter anymore. And then uh, he notices her just staring at him, drawing his Aeon, and she's like, you you keep drawing that same one for like an hour, why? And he's like, it helps me think about Aeon Door itself. I understand most of the theory now, but I still can't figure out why it's blocked. And she says, maybe something's wrong with the land. He goes, what are you you talking about? Well, you, you say that Aeons and the land are linked, though even I could have told you that. He's like, oh, really? So you know all about secret Lantrian magic, huh? And she's like, no, but it did include my... I did learn about Aeons, and to begin every Aeon, you draw a picture of Aralon. I learned that as a kid. It's like, wait, wait, what? It's like, yeah, it's like uh, what my teacher taught me. You draw the coast at the top, and then a curve to represent the mountains, and a dot right here for Lake Alono. And Galadon and Raiden are like, what? shocked. Like, it does? You're right. So I guess that... Somewhere along the line, some teacher figured this like little trick out to help you remember how to draw aeons, and it hasn't made its way over here. Or at least Rayodin's teacher didn't use the same trick. Yeah, it didn't. And for whatever reason, even though he lived part of his life in Elantris, 
Galadon was never told this. I guess you know, Galadon may not have paid that much attention to drawing aeons if uh, he couldn't do it himself. And so they pick up a map and they comparing they're comparing them and they're like, wow, it's like exactly the same. The slant they slant the same way and everything. And Rand's like, okay, well let's say that's right. What would be wrong then? It's not like the mountains have moved. The lake's still there. The coast is still there. And Serene's like, well, I don't know. You're the expert. I can't even get the first line to show up. Aww. And I, I just love that this is another extension of what we learned about Serene earlier, where if she isn't good at something right away, she gives up on it. Or actually, no, that, I'm sorry. That's not what we learned about her earlier. She gets annoyed when she's not good at something right away. And in this case, she let herself get distracted by something else. With her art, she kept she was like, I'm going to keep doing it until I can art. One of these days, it'll work. But yes, she she's used to being good at stuff on the first try. And right in the middle of this discussion, he turns and looks at her, and her skin is starting to turn back into normal human-looking. And Galadon and Raven are both staring like, oh my god. And she's like, what? What did you do? Galadon asks, and Raven's <laughs> like, nothing! I didn't... Something else healed her. And this is where he finally gets it. It's like, wait, she can't draw Aeon. She complained about being cold, and we don't ever get cold. She says her wounds don't hurt. He finally gets it. She was never actually in Lantrian. It takes it takes the uh, the change back for him to connect the dots. And she's like, I, he's like dragging her to the courtyard. And she's like, I don't I don't understand what's happening. And he tells her, it's like, no, you were never in Lantrian. This is a trick. The Bjorn used the same trick on himself, and now he used it on you. Somehow he can fake being in Lantrian. And he got you right in the middle of your wedding on purpose. That wasn't just some random, super embarrassing thing that happened. That was, he did that to you. You should be pissed, really. And she's like, but I don't want to leave. And he's like, you can't stay in Elantris. No one wants to stay in Elantris. And he tries to act all hard. It's like, what, do you think we're going to feed somebody who's not one of us? And she's like, dude, I, I, I know that you're bullshitting me right now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, don't be, don't, don't act that way. You know, that's, that's BS. And I like, well, has spotted them approaching. And so the gates are being thrown open. And so since he can't trick her, uh, he kind of guilts her. He's like, look, we're going to run out of food in a few weeks and the crops we're raising won't be done for months. So we're all going to starve unless someone on the outside can get us supplies. And she's like, damn you. you uh, fine. <laughs> and then she she gives him a Douglas MacArthur and is like, I will return. Considering they were inside. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were inside when she started changing back. They rushed to get her out really quickly. Yep. Was that just because it was they they'd figured that there'd been a trick, so they wanted her out? Like they could have taken a few minutes to really talk it through. Right? Yeah. Like he like like, I, like he's practically dragging her, and they're on the way to the gate, and she's like, "I don't understand. Why are why are what are we doing? What's going on?" Yeah, I don't know. He just seems really determined to get her out. And also assuming that there was someone there ready to open the gates. I mean, we all know that Raven was there waiting because he was praying um, or shouting to his god. But, yeah, it's like there's, there's, there's no way. I mean, they couldn't just open the gate themselves. Someone had to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess worst case scenario, they can they know how to get her up to the top of the wall and then she can go back down the stairs on the other side. But, yeah, they were heading towards the gates. So mm. I guess maybe Rowden is just really wanting someone to do something about what's going on on the outside and she, he trusts her to do something about it so it still seems like a big hurry for no particular reason yeah also wouldn't that have just pissed raven off as well it's like oh wait she hasn't come out has she changed back oh my hmm. god is she alive is she dead like who knows that's true wait a couple of days just to mess with him <laughs> yeah 
But we cut to Serene, and she's like, five days ago, I went in here thinking my life was ruined, and now I don't want to leave, and it's a whole thing. And Horathen's like, Jadeth has preserved you, princess. And she's like, shut up. I know what you did. And he's like, well, your father thinks that you owe me something. And she calls him a liar, and he's like, really? You think so? Go talk to your dad. See, see who's the liar. And he, he tells her, like, hey, you fought well, but it's you got to know when to stop. I've got Teod already. Erlon's going to be mine. There's don't be like the stone lark ever trying to dig a pit in the wets in the sands, wet beaches. Yeah. Between this and I think there was a, a note when Ryan and Galadon were on the walls, they were talking about ferns as another kind of bird. I'm just like, man, Joe's going to have fun with these uh, new, <laughs> the types new fake of, birds. <laughs> new, the new, yeah. The new fake birds. Yeah. Oof. Come on. Come on. Fake birds. Really? I love the next bit when Eendel shows up and just has a sword out at Hraithen's neck. It's like, hey, you you leave her alone. And Hraithen just, like, humiliates him. Like, leans back, kicks the sword out of his hand, grabs it out of the air. He's like, Eendel is good, but Hraithen is way better, is what we learn here. Don't mess with the Giorn. Time moves like a mountain serene. He's, he's doing a lot of metaphors here, or similes. And... Keen's there, and she's like, hey, gather our allies. We got to meet. And Keen's like, dude, we can, that can wait. And she says, I've had a fine vacation, Uncle, but there's work to be done. Perhaps when I'm finished, I can escape back to Elantris. Like, Ian Dell's like, well, she seems all right. And then we move to the funniest scene where we're in Keen's house, and he keeps bringing stuff to eat, and she just keeps eating. Oh, and everyone in there is making jokes about how gigantic she is and filling her up. I'm like, come on. It's, really? it's mean. Is yeah. she that tall? <laughs> <laughs> also it's like she just got out of plague city guys cut us some slack right yeah you guys go in there and see how hungry you get royal's just sitting there staring in wonder at i've never seen a woman eat this much and lucal's like she's a to giantess you can't compare her to ordinary women it's just mean and i like her response is if i weren't so busy eating i would respond to that and then she keeps eating always and, time to kick him out of the table <laughs> Just tell him his face is pink again. That'll teach him. Yeah. Uh, Shut like, up, pink face. Keen is brings out like another dish and he's trying to explain how amazing this dish is. And he's just like, you, you don't care, do you? <sighs> Fine. And she's like, yeah, I understand, Uncle. You suffer for your art. I mean, he gives it a fancy name. I was like, so it's pepper steak. Well, it's boiled in something. It sounds like a it sounds like a uh, let's see, semi boiling meat and vegetables in a red sauce. It sounds kind of like a curry to me, maybe. Well, he says it's boiling, not necessarily that it was boiled. Like, it could mm. just be, like, very, very hot. Yeah. Isn't boiling like an absolute, though? Maybe semi-boiling. Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point, yeah. Mm. Uh, and finally, she's like, okay, no, I'm I'm good. There wasn't a lot of food in Elantris to be had, and so it's been five days, I'm kind of hungry. And Lugal's like, I'm not surprised, or I'm surprised there was any at all, rather. Elantrians like to eat. And Keen says, yeah, but they don't need to, so they can afford to stockpile. Once again, Keen's family... Weirdly familiar with Lantrians. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, Serene is calling out like, hey, does anyone remember exactly how long Hraithen was in Elantris? And Luke was like, I don't know, four or five days. She's like, I bet it was five days. Exactly the same amount of time I was in Elantris. What a coincidence. And uh, Eendel shows up with Shuden, and Eendel has brought her a wig, which is not great. It's kind of short, especially for what she's used to. But it's better. He's like, every, all the other wigs I found were felt like they were made of horse hair. So... Which really, this is the most heartbreaking thing of this whole saga of her being a fake Elantrian, is the hair. I yeah. mean, 
you anyone who has long hair knows how utterly painful it is to grow that out. <laughs> it's very sad. It makes me very sad. Just the thought of being bald and having to start again. <laughs> yeah, and it was like all the way down to her middle back or something, I think it said at one point. So that's a that's a long time. Yep. And they're like, oh, yeah, your hair was probably still attached to your veil when we burned it. And they're like, wait, burned it? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a custom. We, when somebody gets thrown into Lantris, we burn all their shit. Everything? So, yep. So, question, why did no one torch Wraith and stuff? I guess he's not Aralene, so they didn't follow the same customs. Although they did have it all thrown in a corner, so maybe they were going to. Yeah. But conveniently waited five days to do <laughs> it? Yeah. I, I wonder if you can kill a Seon by throwing him in a fire. Hmm. Because I assume that custom probably comes from they don't want um, any of your stuff to have been affected by the yeah. Yeah. shadow as well. So and some, some, they, they don't understand how it spreads. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they still held to the custom of, you know, they took him before the priests, uh, cleaned him off, um, dressed him in the robe with the basket. They they stuck to that tradition fine. So yeah. That's true. But I mean, all his stuff was inside the Dorethi temple. So, or yeah, chapel. So I don't know that the the priests of Shu Korath are going to go in there and start collecting his stuff. I'll just tell Dilaf they're having a bonfire. He loves burning things. That's true. Yeah. Yep. But now that the crew's together, except Ahan, who has gone to talk to Telri on their behalf, um, she's like, okay, we're going to have to come up with a new plan, and it's going to have to be a bit more serious than our previous plans. And Royal's like, do we really want to do that? I mean, do we want to, like, overthrow the government by force? And Serene's like, it's going to be our only option if we don't want to become, like, you know, feudal subjects, basically. And so they they kind of agree that they're going to start. Well, I guess they don't. He says, Let, let's sleep on it, Serene. And she goes, yeah, OK. And they also decide there's no reason to continue with their betrothal. They are not going to take the throne through politics at this point. It's going to be through force. <laughs> and Serene's like, yeah, oh, man, three engagements and no weddings. This is a bad track record for me. But uh, she does get a room at her Uncle Keen's house. He says uh, that she can stay with them. So that's good. And then we cut to the end of her conversation with her father. We don't even see it. We see the aftermath, which is almost more dramatic, where she's like really torn up by what's just happened. And her father is going to convert after all, even though she raved and explained and cajoled him to not go through with it. He'd implied that she should lead Erlon to do the same, but she could tell that he was proud when she refused. And the chapter ends with her thinking, like, Erlon had once been a nation populated by gods. Now it would serve as the final haven for Domi himself. And then we move into our last chapter, which is back to Hraithen again. We actually were ending on the end of an actual triad, as Joe pointed out last time. Hraithen has gone to see Telri, and he's being kept waiting. And he does not like that. Eventually, he's allowed in. And uh, he's like, hey, it's time for you to live up to your end of this deal that we had. And Teller's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I didn't promise you shit. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. Right? He, he's like, but yeah, gonna... he's being a real prick. And like, Hraithen could totally just like, especially because they've been left alone. He could totally like threaten him and stuff. But I guess that wouldn't work out very well. I thought you were going to say like, Hraithen could totally just kick him in the face. He could. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Just kill him. He could be like, look here, you little prick. <laughs> just You're yeah, be like, give me what I asked for or I'm going to kill you. I put you on the throne. I could put somebody else on the throne just as easy after I kill you and start over. Yep. Uh, but uh, he's he's like, no, you're supposed to join Shu Dareth. That was the deal. He's like, I didn't make that deal with you. You offered me money and I accepted your money and you have my gratitude as I said you would. <laughs> That's just, oh gosh. He, he's like, 
No, no, no. I mean, I said I would be grateful, and I'm grateful for all the money you gave me. Thanks. <laughs> Probably should have spent some time establishing the definition of gratitude. Yeah. Nathan, you should have drawn up a contract. And he tries to threaten him a little bit. He's like, don't forget what happened to your predecessor. And Teller's like, um, you didn't even have anything to do with that. You were in Elantris when that happened. <laughs> if anything, Dilloff had more to do with that because at least Dilloff was there. Right. Uh, but Tellery eventually he's like, OK, look, there is a price for me to convert. You just can't pay it. So I've uh, I've already sent a letter uh, to someone higher up in the church than you. And he's like, wait, what? Tellery's like, yeah, you think I'm stupid? I know that like kings bow to Gjorns in the east. I'm not going to let anyone just come in and tell me what to do. No, no. I will become Drethi when I am Gjorn Tellery and not just King Tellery. And I've already sent a letter to Rin <laughs> explaining this. To, so Viking Pope is going to get a letter. It's fine. <laughs> It's just like, it's very like, uh, make me an all-powerful genie! <laughs> and, and then Rin's like, yeah, but if I make you a Gjorn, you're not going to be king. You're going to do whatever the hell I tell you to do. This is the part, like, somebody mentioned Hraithan seems scared, and this is the part that scares him. It's like, this guy sent a letter to the Pope to, he made demands of the regent of all creation, and this is a guy that I was supposed to have control over as far as uh, Viking Pope is concerned. I'm fucked. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. He's like, when when Warren receives this message, oh no, you are a foolish, foolish man. And then Tellery tells him to go, and he does, and that's the end of our section. He's just like, well, off to the Rose Barbarians with me. Dilaf, you're in charge. <laughs> this is all on you, Bye. bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh dear, that letter is going to get sent to Dakor. I'm out. Oh yeah. See, we're now 79% of the way through the book. So let us do some predicaments. Where do you guys think this is going? Well, like I said, I think, uh, I, yeah, after all the buildup of, of Dakor Monastery, and I was saying last time, like, that's got to come into play somehow. I think Viking Pope is going to send a representative from there or someone who's trained there, and that's going to be the final antagonist for the book. It's like, oh, okay, this person is here just to murder everyone, assume the throne, say, all right, Aralon, bow to me or I will kill you all somehow. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of predictions this week. It's like, sorry, I'm a bit scattered this uh, this week. Uh, I thought I had something for Raiden, but I've forgotten it. Never mind, move on. <laughs> okay. Okay, predicaments. So how many episodes have we got left? Is it three or two? I believe we have, let's see, in this book we will do one, two, three more episodes. Uh, and that's not counting. There's actually an episode where we're going to read, like, uh, the Ars Arcanum section of the book and some other little stuff at the end. But for the main text mm. of the book, it's three episodes. Okay. So we've got two full episodes effectively, and then one episode that's got, I assume, is an epilogue. The epilogue is at the end of the third episode that we're doing. It's part of the overall. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It, there, it'll be three episodes of text of uh, of the actual books. So. Mm. Okay. So, all right. I'm thinking... So Tellery's basically just gone and signed his death warrant because I doubt that Worm's going to tolerate that sort of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so he won't be king for very long. <laughs> I think that Raven, yeah, Haraven's in trouble as well. I don't know what's going to happen to him potentially. Uh, it really depends on whether Worm comes himself or sends someone else. I reckon he'd be pretty pissed off. Also, I think it would be kind of cool to meet Wern. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm predicting that he will turn up rather than him sending someone. 
regarding Raiden and the Elantrians, I think they're going to figure out whatever's happened with the I, – I like the idea that it ties back to the geography um, of Aralon. Potentially, uh, you know, mountains don't move, but I don't know, maybe it's been an earthquake or a landslide or something that's disrupted the the landscape there. Oh, the big um, crack in the, in the south. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, uh, that was going to be part of my predicaments was that when they started talking about the land, I actually went to go look at the map. I'm like, you know, there is a big hole in the southern part of the map. Maybe that's part of the problem. Well, yeah, and if you guys remember that, uh, what's his name? The guy who was part of their plan and then like ran away. He uh, down, yeah. Yeah, he his his lands were on the edge of the chasm, I think they call it. And yeah. like there were rains and like his crop lands were all falling into the chasm and. So he wasn't making any money. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I'd forgotten about that completely. So there you go. <laughs> They're going to figure that out somehow. They're going to manage to tweak the lines or something to draw the aeons because I don't think you can just fix the land. And that will free the door and heal the Elantrians, put them back to where they need to be. Whether that restores them to being, you know, just regular people again or whether that transforms them back into Elantrians of old. Maybe I'd like to kind of see that happen, I think. I think that maybe Royal will end up king after mm-hmm. all, and then Raiden and Sereni, they'll end up together. Maybe they're sort of head of Elantris, and they sort of go back to functioning as two different entities. I would like to meet Evan Teo as well. I don't know whether he'd come to Aralon or – I don't think the book's going to move to Teo Teo now. We're not – actually going to get there but it would be cool if he turned up as well and for him and keen to have a bit of a reuniting moment yeah Yeah. i i I would love to know what happened there i think that's more my curiosity is i really Mm. want to know what fell apart between them so i would like to see that happen too but it would take a bit of a trip to actually get the book to teod at this point like we'd have to get on a boat and spend like days sailing (laughs) it seems unlikely right yeah, because I thought when he started talking about, oh, look, Aralon's done. It's in my pocket. I've got this. I was like, well, maybe we would go to Teod. But no, now that we're through these seven chapters, there's not enough time to work all that out. I'm a bit disappointed that the Teod thing seems to be, yeah, he's like, yep, yeah, uh, that's it. I'll I'll convert when you give Sereni back. I don't think they'll get far enough into bringing him into Shudoreth. So Teod ultimately will stay as it is. Mm. I don't think they'll actually make the conversion. Okay. That's fair. Well, they make the point that um Horathan's like, once he's done in Aralon, he's going to go over there and finalise the conversion. If uh, things go poorly, if you're right, and Viking Pope himself rocks up here, Horathan might not live to make it that far. It's true. Exactly. He screwed up. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, I like the prediction about Royal being king, because it's like, there's a guy that we wouldn't mind seeing be king, unless he turns out to be evil secretly. As Dak predicted. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking about back to, like, so the uh, amendment that Iden made that everything would basically, once he died, everything would stay as it was. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that Sereni would want to take the throne. Because once he died, I don't know whether in terms of it passing through the bloodline, because he was king, like he hadn't, or well, no one had officially taken over being king since he died. So would that go to Raiden straight away, regardless of who tried to stand in, knowing that he was alive, or would it go to Sereni 
because now she wasn't actually dead, is she still entitled to the throne? Like, I don't know if it would come back that way. I can't see Serene and Red and wanting to rule now. Yeah. You know, maybe they would want to focus more on Elantris. So having someone else that they, they know and trust take over, I think, would make sense. But, yeah, when does the bloodline thing kick in? Because now Tellery has been crowned king. Would it now go through his bloodline? Does he have a bloodline to pass it on to? You know, and that's why they need some more evasive action, I guess, to, to take it back. You can't just yeah. get married and have a political um, takeover. It's, it's got to be something a little bit more um, overt. That's true. I mean, it was, again, it's kind of hard to, to figure out exactly which way it's going to go right now. So much is still in flux. Yeah. Classic Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe. So, um, I think Rin. I think I agree. I think Warren's going to show up. Uh, I think he's going to show up uh, annoyed and with his with his sizable army, and he's going to be like, "All right, Rathen, you gave it a shot, but it's uh, playtime's over." <laughs> Uh, I'm here to I'm here to conquer straight up. That's what's happening. Your little your little puppet king that you created. Uh, screw that guy. He, I'm I'm gonna execute him publicly. And Fjordel's gonna take uh, Fjordel's gonna Fjordel's gonna take over this place. Like this is ours. We're staking a claim. All these people work for us now. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think um, yeah. I, I as soon as I read the part about the land being connected to the aeons i went back and looked at the map at the beginning of the book and i was like you know there is and i had actually forgotten about the the connection that they talk about like that guy's farmland had sunk i was like you know there is this giant like scar thing in the land like this cracked piece it's like maybe that has something to do with it so how that formed i don't know also how you fix that like yeah, I don't know if you would have to start drawing the aeons differently or if you would actually have to like somehow magically fix the land right there. I don't know how that would be accomplished, but um, I think that is the part of the key to unlocking the aeon door power. So uh, that'll be interesting if that ends up being correct. It'd be more interesting just to see how they how they figure out how to fix that. But I don't think... Based on what we read in Secret History, and maybe I'm totally off base with this, but I don't think they'll be restored completely. I think that the people that have been taken by the Rayad will continue to look the way they look. Maybe the maybe the ancient, maybe like the people that are currently in Elantris will always look that way. But then people who are become Elantrian after that will look differently. Mm, and So it'll like fix it for them. Yeah, it'll fix it for them, but not for people... Or maybe if they can't fix the land and it's just the drawing of the aeons that's different, maybe that crack in the land uh, will always, like, maybe that is the reason that they look all messed up is because that actually has changed the way that the magic works. Um, Mm. But the other interesting aspect to that is if it does fix people going forward, then a divide might come between the people who look perfect or not perfect, but good, and the people that look like zombies. And maybe that would be like a divide culturally between them, and then like the the cult of the uh, the people begin to split, like you know, basically create two factions: the old Elantrians and then the new new Elantrians. Yeah. Um, yeah, new new. Uh, so that's a possibility, maybe. That sounds that seems interesting. Yeah, I I don't know about Raiden and, and 
um, and Serini staying together, my guess would be that if they did, I still think it would somehow be like he lives in Elantris, she lives in K. They're free to go between like the towns, but they don't like they don't like stay together all the time. Like he leads the Elantrians and she leads the the people outside. Mm. Um, so like they rule together, but maybe they like for political stuff they like each live in the a specific place like she and Kehi and Lantris because my guess I mean and I'm just guessing here is that if if fixing the land or fixing the aeons doesn't make them look better it probably also means that their bodies can't like their bodies still won't be able to regenerate and like heal and in that case they wouldn't be able to bear children mm. um in which case, like, you know, his Raiden's line ends because his body has already decayed too much. So that that would be what I would guess would happen if their bodies can't be healed by healing whatever it is that's messing up the Aeon door now. And then, yeah, I don't know what Raiden's place is going to be in this upcoming, like, at the end of the book. I'm a little confused about what could be happening with him. Almost, I almost think maybe, like, Warren's going to figure out what he did to kind of stir everything up and then weren't just getting just like okay well you uh you lied and and like besmirched the name of jada so you're dead but i don't know i don't know if if viking pope digs on that kind of stuff <laughs> and i think uh i think crushed throat's gonna appear and like all these pirates are gonna come out of nowhere that'd be sweet right <laughs> just show up yeah he just shows up maybe crushed throat is, is it... crushed throat Maybe he re- maybe Crushthroat retired to decor and now he's gonna show up again and be super <laughs> badass. Well, didn't we? What was our theory, Dak? That Crushthroat was? Didn't we have it's a theory? Keen. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's Keen. He's the 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 it, chef pirate. Yeah, throat. the smooth yeah. chef pirate guy. Yeah, that that could totally be true. We did sure, it as pir- a joke. The pirates but... of the kitchen. The yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Because everyone has is having a little trouble remembering and this, this in the discussion, I went back and found the part where it talks about uh, the chasm. It's all the way back in chapter four when Raoden is remembering the fall of Elantris. And it's this part that Joe made fun of because it says, it had come with a tempest. That much even Raoden remembered. And you were like, well, yeah, it was 10 years ago. Of course you remember it. You were like 12. I, it wasn't, you know, 50 years ago. So it says, the earth itself had shattered, an enormous chasm appearing in the south, all of Aralon quaking. With the destruction, Elantris had lost its glory. Uh, they changed, became blah, huh. blah, blah. So it was yeah. like... Now with when the, the current r- knowledge we have, totally. <laughs> so what, yeah. what idiot broke the country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess uh, some kind of natural, naturally occurring earthquake. Maybe like maybe there's some like uh maybe somebody pushed the earth too far away and there's volcanoes now or i don't know <laughs> oh they did say jadith isn't it jadith lives below the yeah he lives under the ground deals with the rocks oh yeah. wow jadith did jadith it. no did way jadith just climbs out of the pit just like at last i'm free <laughs> yeah exactly he's got he's like all spidery and stuff <laughs> death is but a door time is but a window and there is no more room in hell. Vegeta shall walk the <laughs> other hell. What the hell? Uh, okay. Uh, we got no new emails this week, but we do have one new review that I wanted to read. Word. The title of the review is honestly made me laugh so hard. Love it. Five stars. 
Hey, y'all, I'm Naomi from Georgia, state, not country, go Braves. I just started the Mistborn series, and I'm excited to explore the Cosmere. I love the podcast, and it's made me laugh out loud, which I don't do often. I'm planning on moving to Norway sometime soon, and it will be nice to have a piece of home in a new country. I'm currently behind. I just started reading Hero of Ages, and I'm on the last episode of Well of Ascension. Can't wait to catch up. Side note, just finished the last episode of Well of Ascension. Salty Joe is best Joe. I couldn't agree more. And hey, way to go! Your team, uh, your team won the World Series, so that's awesome. Good for you. You gotta, you gotta give her a, a, a thing now. Ah, I know. I put the brain in the robot. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So again, I feel like Elantris doesn't have a good equivalent to, you know, a misting because all the magic is not working right now. Um, so there's not like classes of Elantrians, as far as I can tell. So we're just going to go back to the basics and you can join the misting crew. Uh, with that, I will say you are a seer. Ooh, nice. I am misting. Like the best that you could do is instead of like giving them magic names, you're just like, you're from Dooladel, So you're known for romances and, <laughs> or you're from Fjordan and you're an evil empire. Right. Well, I mean, who wants to be a Fjordal, really? Like that doesn't sound good. Yeah. You're from old Fjordal and you're a rock farmer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to label somebody as like, you know, Viking Pope's right hand man or something like that. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not going to call people Gjorns and Radnats and stuff. That's not cool. <laughs> okay. So reminder to everybody, we're taking two weeks off after this. So there will not be new episodes for a couple of weeks. When we do come back, we are reading Sorry. five. Yeah, and it's really it's me and Joe's fault. It's not Australians really this time at all. No, it's, it's, uh, more it's us. all on us. No, no, that, that last weekend yeah. is us. Okay. I mean, nah. We all had a hint. <laughs> we all sure. had a hint. we all failed equally, right? Uh, we just I didn't line up damn. our failure to one weekend. We had to separate it all. <laughs> I, I apologize. It's, it's more just the fact that like, we had the few weeks off and thought, oh, beauty, all right, we'll have those weeks off, we'll come back, and we're going to be really good. And we did not count on the fact that straight afterwards is Thanksgiving and Christmas lead up. So. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When Sorry. we come back, five chapters, 49 through 53. And that'll put us that'll put us real close to this ending here. It's mm. very exciting. That's that's wonderful, my RTF. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so if you would like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and all those kind of places. I've been working today on uploading some of the Hero of Ages to YouTube for the YouTube fans out there. I've got the first nine episodes up already, so I'm I'm moving right along. There's there's only 20-some episodes in that book. But hey, progress. That's the important thing. Yay. So, uh, music by Miracle of Sound, five chapters for the next episode. And uh, like I said, we're going to... We're going to shoot for not taking more time off around Christmas, but who knows what's going to happen. Maybe I'll even get a chance to do a uh, another Christmas special. Maybe we'll get those same guys back and we'll do Elantris pictures. And be like, oh, what do you think cool. is happening here? That would be funny. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So thanks, everyone. And wasing to the time of next. Colo? My name's Get up, get out of the city.